Virginia Commonwealth University, stand up. Your boy Vince Williams Jr. has gone ahead, not just gotten signed for the year then, he's gotten signed for three years plus a fourth-year team option. Welcome to the core, Vince Williams Jr., an exciting time for him. What does that mean for the center position now that Bismack Biombo has been waived? And there's a two-way contract open with Vince Williams Jr. being a full-time roster member officially. All that and more on this episode of Locked On Grizzlies. Let's lock in. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is a two-way contract, no more Thursday here on Locked On Grizzlies. Holy moly, we knew it had to come at some point. We weren't quite sure how it was going to get there, uh, but as Occam's Razor has taught us, the most likely scenario is usually the one that's going to play out, and here we are. Vince Williams Jr. is a full-time member of the Memphis Grizzlies, Bismack Biombo, The most easily waivable contract available is no longer a member of the roster, we're going to break all that what it mean break all that down what all that means and much more on this episode of Locked on Grizzlies. I am Joe Mullinax, one of your hosts for this podcast, joined by my co-host, Michael Cole. He is the Memphis Grizzlies beat writer for the Commercial Appeal. I have written and covered the written about and covered the Grizzlies for over a decade. You've come to the right place when it comes to Memphis Grizzlies content wherever you come to us from, however you're checking us out on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts, like, comment, rate, review, subscribe as we are proud members of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, each and every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to do fa- or to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code all lowercase LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. To Michael Cole, exciting times if you are a fan of Vince Williams Jr., most importantly, exciting times for Vince Williams Jr. himself. Uh, I talked recently on the show. I know you have as well. Mm-hmm. The, the impact that Vince Williams Jr. has made, arguably, in terms of plus minus statistically, but obviously there's context involved there. One of the most impactful players on the Memphis Grizzlies this season. For you sure. can make an argument that, especially when you consider games missed, it's probably Vince Williams Jr. who, when you consider how much he's played and all the work that he's done, he might be the third most important Grizzly to this season so far, which is a wild thing to say. He gets rewarded with a three-year contract. The fourth year is a team option, an extremely team-friendly deal for a player who I think has proven at this point is at the least a rotation player in the NBA. Yeah, uh, Joe, they got this done just in enough time, right? And not just in enough time from the perspective of the 50 games. Yeah, there were still a few games to play with there and whatnot. But this needed to get done because Vince Williams, when he plays, he performs. And financially, it made sense to, hey, get this done now so it can get a nice uh, controllable contract as the Grizzlies get into this next level of, of, you know, competing, you know, as these core guys, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, John Moran are all on their second contracts. And soon Jaron will be on his third. So uh, this is an important piece to the puzzle. Now the Grizzlies have another long-term piece that they can kind of, you know, put into that future group because this is a core guy now. And and I don't think we ever doubted that. But now it's solidified uh, that his defense, 
his three-point uh, shooting, his re wing rebounding are all key factors to winning basketball. And he is going to be a big piece. You know, think about in the playoffs uh, when you got to guard Steph Curry for 40 minutes. You got to guard Anthony Edwards for 40 minutes. Now you got another guy uh, you can throw at them in addition to the Marcus Smarts of the world and Desmond Bain and, and so forth. So uh, the deal just makes so much makes so much sense from the standpoint of you got him three years, uh, much lower, uh, you know, per year salary than, than guys like John Conchar, for example. And on top of that, you got a fourth year team option, which it's basically a four year deal in my mind. If you know, we know this is this is a great deal. Uh, for Vince Williams, one for getting off that two-way deal, and now uh, he can kind of you know spread his wings with his money a little bit more now. But it's a huge deal for the Grizzlies, securing him, locking him in, and now making him a big piece to this core going forward. Because now I think you can put him in the conversation, not from a superstar standpoint like Dez, you know, uh, Ja, and, and whatnot, and Jaren, but you can put him in that okay. In, in the next two to three years, we know these guys are going to be here. We know Vince Williams is going to be here too. Yeah, he can go ahead and buy a house, right? If, uh, when, you, when you're a two-way guy, maybe he has an apartment. He might have an apartment between South Haven and Memphis, right smack dab in the middle there. Uh, now he can go ahead and, and get a residence. He, he can set up shop. He's going to be in Memphis for a while. This has a real possibility of uh, being like, and I don't want to get too deep in the weeds here with contract talk, but Lou Dort of the Oklahoma City Thunder, signed a yeah. really team-friendly extension a couple years back. And he's a meaningful contributor to one of the best teams in the NBA right now, oh, yeah. in the Oklahoma City Thunder. And he makes what Vince Williams Jr., essentially, in terms of proportionality to the salary cap, uh, basically a, a very similar deal. So I think in a year or two, we could be reflecting back on this contract and saying, wow, the Grizzlies might have the best value in the entire National Basketball Association and Vince Williams Jr. And if you haven't watched him play, because maybe this is your first time checking out Lockdown Grizzlies and you're thinking, these dudes, I don't even know who Vince Williams Jr. is. These dudes are being ridiculous. You'll find out soon enough. You're, he fits what Taylor Jenkins loves in terms of defensive energy. He actually has converted the three ball at a semi-decent clip compared mm -hmm. to what the expectation has been in Memphis the last year yeah. or two. He is the 3 and D wing that they've been looking for, and that kind of leads me into – Vince was drafted in the 2022 NBA draft, right? I believe he was right. the 47th, 47th overall pick in that draft. Uh, other names from that draft, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, okay. David Roddy was in yep. that draft, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Jake LaRavia was in that draft class. Kennedy Chandler, who I think we might yep. talk about a little bit later on. Mm -hmm. And then, obviously, Vince, Vince Williams Jr. And Kenneth Lofton Jr. was signed as an undrafted rookie, right? Are those the five? Yep, that's that's, okay. that's draft class, yep. I think that Roddy has done it for a little bit longer of a stretch of time. So maybe if you wanted to argue for David Roddy at this point, I think you could. And it's a low bar to clear because of those five names, only three of them are still on the roster. Yeah. But Vince Williams Jr. at 47 overall looks like a heck of a value selection for this Grizzlies team. The, the draft analysis, the drafting acumen of Zach Kleiman in this front office, the development – work of Taylor Jenkins and his coaching staff have mm. been in question this year more than maybe they have been in past years. Vince Williams Jr. maybe is a reminder that this team still has a type. They are successful in securing that type, and they also are able to develop them into what they need them to be. I'll say it, Joe. He, he's the best value from that draft. For the oh, business. yeah. 
Uh, I, I think it's without a doubt. And, you know, I wrote a, I wrote a profile story on him recently when we were down in Atlanta. And I was it's almost like you knew and, something was coming. And, it's almost but, like but you're a beat writer who follows the team to my. It's team. almost like you read that piece though, because you mentioned oh. Zach Kleiman, and, and, mm -hmm. and you let me lean into something here. Uh, well, you mentioned the draft, and I started that story off talking about Zach Kleiman uh, in, in in a moment from draft night because that that day was. David Roddy, remember, he was involved in the Melton trade, and he, he was the first-round pick. So there was some flash there. Remember, Jake Laravia was supposed to be the big-time shooter uh, that the Grizzlies added and whatnot. And then uh, Kenny Cham Kennedy Chandler uh, was the hometown kid, you know, who was coming to play with the Grizzlies to back up job and, and whatnot, like, and potentially replace Tyus, you know, in a couple years. Like, those three guys were the focus. And then it was like, oh, yeah, they got this guy named Vince Williams. Sure. Yeah, they got him, too, in 47th pick. So uh, the media is asking all these questions. They're asking, oh, David Roddy, Jake LaRavia, um, Kennedy Chandler. And then at some point during that, uh, Zach Kleiman basically goes, well, we haven't talked about Vince Williams yet. And that's basically how it's been his entire time here. It, all the way, you know, in the, in the summer league, his rookie year, he was the afterthought. Then uh, last season – he was more of the afterthought, you know, as everyone wanted to see Jake LaRavia. Everyone wanted to see David Roddy. What can those guys do? Everyone wanted to see Kennedy Chandler. And, and everyone wanted to see Kenneth Lofton Jr. And then Summer League, even then, when he was producing, it was like, oh, you know, like people were catching on. But it, it was all about Lofton. It was all about the other guys. It wasn't until he came with the Grizzlies after all these injuries that people really started to pay attention to what Vince Williams Jr. can do. So he grinded his way here. He basically, when you talk about taking your opportunity and running with it, uh, they're going to put a picture of this guy uh, in uh, the dictionary <laughs> for that because uh, he he really took advantage of this opportunity. And, um, again, he's going to be a big part of what the Grizzlies do going forward. He is a piece of the core. Right. And as you alluded to earlier to Michael, that doesn't mean that we see him like John Morant or Desmond Bain or Jaron Jackson Jr. That's not what we're referencing here. We mean that he's going to be here for the foreseeable future. Yeah. They're not trading Vince. Williams. He compliments those guys now to be as well as anyone else on the roster. I think in terms of a plan B, in, in terms of a if somebody goes down, he is the starter. I yeah. think he's earned that with his play. And that is a testament to his work ethic. That's a testament to all that he's invested in his game. Uh, and it's it's a testament to VCU, Virginia Commonwealth University. Just <laughs> and I got to add, Joe. A little bit down the road from me. Yeah, right down the road for you. And I got to add the fact that getting him at this value is not just important because of, you know, uh, his production to play, mm -hmm. but we, we've mentioned the contracts that the Grizzlies have. So the Grizzlies are going to have to do better going forward at finding those marginal deals where you can get substantial impact and basically great bang for your buck. And this is a terrific start, you know, in that type of investment. The luxury tax is coming. <laughs> Robert Perra is well aware of that. The owner of the Grizzlies. And so is Zach Kleiman, because I'm sure Robert Perra is making Zach Kleiman aware of that. So this is a win-win-win for everyone. Congratulations to Vince. Congratulations to the Grizzlies. This is going to be a good thing for Memphis moving forward. In a season that hasn't had very much good news to talk about, it's nice to have this to discuss on this episode of Locked on Grizzlies. Speaking of this episode of Locked on Grizzlies, 
It is brought to you by Prize Picks. Big fan of Prize Picks. I know DeMichael is as well. It is a blast. The largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. And it's a lot of fun to do with basketball, especially with football going on as well, because with Prize Picks, you can do pick combo projections across both sports from the Specials League, created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. Like if you wanted to do Desmond Bain and Travis Kelsey, maybe you're a big Swifty and you want to have those two combined at 10.5 uh, three-pointers made and receptions. You can do that using prize picks. You also get with prize picks a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half, doesn't return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA. Use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. When we come back here on Locked On Grizzlies, to make room for Vince Williams Jr., Bismack Biombo had to be waived, and we'll talk about what that could mean for the two-way contract that Vince Williams Jr. just vacated later on in the show. But coming up next, the current state of the center position, what does it look like with Bismack Biombo no longer in the fold? It's a little bit thin, but maybe there's some ways they can work around it. We'll talk about that next. Stick with us. Welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies. I am Joe Mullinax, joined by my co-host, Michael Cole. We are happy that you are with us wherever you are, however you're taking in the show, whether you're an everydayer, whether this is your first time checking us out, whatever the case might be, everything in between, thank you for being here with us. And I also want to remind you all that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. To Michael, we talked about earlier in the show, Vince Williams Jr. earned his contract that he just signed, reported by Woj and Shams and announced by the team. It's all official. In the move for that, as we've talked about before, somebody had to go, whether it was a consolidation trade, somebody had to be waived, and Bismack Biombo was the easiest option, right? His $5 million cap hit stays on the books, but the Grizzlies are well below the luxury tax, so they don't necessarily care about that, which is wild to say, only in pro sports. Mm -hmm. Can you say, eh, $5 million, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah chump change, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Biombo is gone, right? No longer on the roster. Thank you for your service. You did a great job on yesterday's show talking about how Biombo is what he is, right? He brought value. He yeah. did good things for the team. It was worth signing him. But at this stage, it also makes sense to wave Biombo. Somebody that's a contender is going to sign him. Bismack will be fine. Um, thank you for your service. Now that he's gone, Vince Williams Jr., a full-time roster member, there's a two-way contract spot that's available. We'll talk more about that later. But let's take a look to Michael at the current state of play at center because a front court that's without Brandon Clark, without Steven Adams, now you've waived the guy that was the, you know, the replacement essentially. It was the starting center. (laughs) Right. What does the center position look like at this moment for the Grizzlies? Well, you, you got to go with the starting spot first because not only did you just wave a guy who plays minutes for you, you waved the guy who was the starting center, you know, started right. only 27 of 30 games uh, with the Grizzlies. So you start there. Uh, Xavier Tillman, 
should step in fine to the starting role. We've seen him start a bunch of games here. And lately, as I said in yesterday's show, his play has been better. And he's coming off his best game of the season. I don't think it's yeah, a cool He looked really good against Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, and, and again, he's trending closer to his his averages. You know, what we saw early in the season uh, were struggles that were kind of out of context for what he's been in his career. You know, he's never been, you know, a stroll mile swift finishing around the rim, but he, he's never was that bad, where it was 43 44%. He was never that bad as a finisher around the rim. Now he's getting better at that, and you, you fix that, uh, you get – solid production from him but you need depth right uh so we know that right now it's currently constructed jaron jackson jr is going to get some minutes at center uh santi aldama as well it's going to get some minutes at center uh, so the center position right now is probably your weak spot it is your weak spot because if Xavier Tillman gets in foul trouble you're relying on jaron you're relying on santi and you prefer to play both of those guys you know at the four sometimes in spurts you know at the five now how do they dress this going forward is kind of be one of the biggest questions. I think me and you both can agree to the fact that the trade deadline will hold a lot of weight around here. I also like want, want to remind people that uh, it is January now, and I don't think we are too far out from the idea of Brandon Clark potentially returning for the Grizzlies. As there's, there is the idea that, you know, what we'll talk about later in the show, as you just mentioned with the two-way deal and whatnot, maybe you add someone there who, you know, just kind of is a placeholder, a depth placeholder in that position, and you get Brandon Clark back, you know, in a month or so, and you insert Brandon Clark into the rotation. So that is a kind of an option as well. I know that's not an option that, that really, you know, kind of sounds sexy or whatever the case may be, but it is an option. So um, how I would approach it personally, Joe, is right now you got Xavier Tim, you got Jerry Jackson Jr., uh, you got Santi Aldama, you don't have a lot of depth, you're literally one injury away from having two guys who are pretty much capable of playing the center spot. Uh, so you you address this position real soon. I think uh, we could see a trade, you know, in the very near future uh, that that would address it. But the Grizzlies, as they always say, as Climate always said, says, you know, the the team will be aggressive, but they're not going to go out and make stupidly aggressive moves. Yes, everyone in the NBA knows at this point the Grizzlies need a center, but if teams try to kind of uh, get over on the Grizzlies in any type of way, then I expect the Grizzlies to say, hey, okay, fine. Well, we don't want to do that deal uh, anymore. They're not just going to stupidly do anything here. So to keep that in mind. But they also have a two-way slot open that we'll talk about a little bit later. I think a trade conversation maybe yeah. for tomorrow's show going into the weekend. Maybe we could do a little bit of research to Michael, you and I, and look around and see what some possibilities might be on a trade Friday edition of the show. Yeah, I – I tweet about a certain gentleman down in Florida every once in a while that I, you know, I personally would be pretty interested in bringing in. I do think that there's opportunity here, right? Yep. And the flaw would be, in my opinion, to just allow for this to kind of ride out, right? I think that they have a chance now to prepare themselves for next season when they should be, if not all in, pretty darn close to it. Oh, in yeah. title contention, right? And making that push. They can do that now, potentially. I agree that they're not going to force it. But there's going to be names potentially available that they should be interested in looking into, not just for the sake of now, but for the sake of John Morant, Brandon Clark, Foley, Stephen Adams, potentially, depending on the trade, 
uh, being back in the fold, right? Imagine if you had a full-time center and Steven Adams was like your sixth man big type who played 20 minutes a game against reserves. Like, that's terrifying. I would not want to be a reserve center having to play against Steven Adams coming off of that knee injury. There's possibility there, right? And the the flexibility, as I've talked about on here before, is what is most fascinating about this team. Because they could sit on their hands and do nothing, or the freedom of this John Morant injury. The Dallas Mavericks game was fun, right? That was a lot of fun to watch. I, I loved the episode that you did on it yesterday. Hopefully, reasonable Grizzlies fans can agree that that's probably not going to be what happens all the time, right? Even if you sign off on the idea that Marcus Smart and Luke Kennard weren't a part of the missing John Morant games and they're better than they were during that stretch, that's probably true. But they're still not going to be good enough to make up the ground for the plan, which is the point, right? So in my opinion, if that's the point, it gives you freedom to think about next season Vince Williams Jr. being locked in is a great example of that Mm -hmm. and how you proceed and move forward. The center position over the next month is going to be fascinating to watch play out with these Grizzlies. I'm looking forward to it. And of course, you can always catch us talking about it here on Locked on Grizzlies. Speaking of Locked on Grizzlies, this episode of Locked on Grizzlies is brought to you by Jace Medical. We come to this podcast. We go to sports in general to escape from some of the crazy realities of life. But we got to talk about preparing for life here for a moment. Thanks to Jace Medical. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin. There's all sorts of illnesses going around, things that could obviously use some antibiotic help. This is scary stuff. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than somebody, one of my kids, getting sick, a supply chain issue, keeping them from life-saving medication. Thankfully, we're going to be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics that can treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, and among other things. This is stuff that can happen to any one of us, but Jace Medical can help us, help protect us from some of these ideas. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the uh, regular cost. It has never been more important to be prepared than it is right now. Go to jacemedical.com, use the code Locked On to get $20 off of your order. When we come back here on Locked On Grizzlies, we close out this Thursday edition of the show talking about two-way options for the Memphis Grizzlies. Now that Vince Williams Jr. is indeed a full-time member of the roster, they do have a way to address the center position or maybe bring back an old friend. Stick with us. We'll talk about it next. Welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies. I am Joe Mullinax, your co-host, joined by DeMichael Cole, my wonderful co-host, Grizzlies beat writer for the commercial appeal. I have written here, there, and everywhere about the Grizzlies over the last decade, so lots of good stuff to uh, cover between DeMichael and I when it comes to Lockdown Grizzlies, and we appreciate you joining us on this Vince Williams Jr. Day, right? Can we just declare it Vince Williams Jr. Day on Grizzlies? Because I, you know, Virginia Commonwealth University, like I said, I'm, I live in the Richmond area, so it's yeah. cool to see a guy that I, I knew who Vince Williams Jr. was when he got drafted. I'm not going to act like I was an expert, but I at least knew who he was. Mm-hmm. And he was, you know, it's a fun story. Had a couple of my coworkers here, the school that I work at in Richmond, text me when the, when the news broke. Um, you know, lots of cool stuff. They're excited for Vince, and I'm, uh, I'm excited for him too. It's a lot of cool, uh, cool stuff going on with the Grizzlies, which, again, in a pretty tough season, it's nice to have that positive energy. Uh, and Vince Williams Jr. is a major reason for that. But um, 
there's a two-way contract open now. And we just talked about, DeMichael, how the center position is probably their biggest weakness. In the short term, they could address it by signing somebody to a two-way deal and have them play out the string of games, similar to what Vince Williams Jr. was doing. Or, if we're being honest with each other, DeMichael, and I, I haven't been... We, I haven't had a chance to poke you on this a little bit yet. Okay. But obviously, John Morant is out. You probably know where I'm going with this. Uh, Derek Rose has not really been what we need him to be at this stage. Sorry for using high voice. Uh, but I'm I'm concerned about what Derek Rose can do for the team moving forward. I know you're going to bring up a name here in a moment that maybe they should address the point guard depth and the ball handling position with this two-way deal yeah well i mean i think that's the backup plan you know i i i think we both say can say they need to address this with a big uh that is what i expect them to do that would be plan a i but but let's we can start with plan b because the the plan a's uh those options are going to make probably a little bit more sense but uh for a backup option you you mentioned it earlier in the show uh, a guy like Kennedy Chandler, bringing someone back, the familiarity, uh, makes sense. For one, let's start here. With a two-way contract, you can't just go out and sign any player in the league. Uh, that's what most people have to understand. Remember, the two-way contract was created. It was created mm-hmm. simply to help developmental players get opportunity in the NBA. And according to the CBA, in the collective bargaining agreement, You have to have uh, less than three years or fewer of service in order to even qualify to be eligible for a two-way deal. So guys that have played more than three years in the league automatically are not eligible. So I know people have these wild ideas. Because, again, here's the thing with the two-way contract. Uh, Players have to be uh, less than three years in the NBA, less than three years. So you can't go out and get a Dwight Howard you know, or, or all these, you know, uh, hypothetical names that people throw out that would be very impactful players for the Grizzlies. But these are players you would have to sign to a minimum contract on the a standard deal rather than a two-way deal. So the names are saying probably aren't going to wow you because the idea of the two-way deal is to have developmental players. Now, with that being said, that's why uh, Kenty Chandler, if we're saying, hey, uh, like Joe said, uh, Joe is not confident that Derrick Rose uh, will play much more this season. And if uh, you were being honest, I know you can't. I know you can't get it in your heart of hearts, but you feel that way too. We don't have to say it out loud to Michael. It's okay. <laughs> so I mean, look, I, I think I think Derrick Rose has been yeah, terrific when he's been on the floor, but when he's not on the floor, it's it hasn't been terrific for this team, and he has not been on the floor a lot. So I I completely understand your point, uh, but Derrick Rose's value. To this team, it's kind of been much more than you know the whole on the court thing, and he was, he's brought in to you know really help out job. And all signs point to him have have done a terrific job at doing that. But with all that being said, uh, I think the backup option here is is to go get a guard uh, who can add some depth there and a developmental guard, a Kennedy Chandler in that case possibly makes some sense. There's there's the continuity. There's the you know remember this is a guy. It was hard for them. Uh, to let him go when they did. And he hasn't caught on somewhere else in the NBA at this point. I know there was some interest with the Nets and whatnot, but he has not caught on somewhere else. So that might be a red flag for some people because they may say, well, no one else picked him up. But that is an option. But uh, there are a couple bigs out there 
too, Joe, that I want to make sure we mention and we want to talk about a little bit here because uh, I was looking through the names. You know, who who can be eligible uh, for 2A, who's not on a current roster right now? Because most of the players in the last couple drafts basically are still on 2A deals on their respective teams uh, because it's a cheap it's a cheap way to keep guys around. Well, two names that came to mind. One is Kai Jones, and I think this is the one I was leaning towards a little bit. And the other is Usman Garuba, who I think you're leaning towards a little bit more with. But uh, whoa, just whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> I like fun. I enjoy you like fun? fun things. Okay. Yeah. Why are you trying to make it sound like I'm that old, Michael? I like watching mixtapes of bigs doing things Do like cards. Do yeah. You? I'm I'm down with it. I'm hip. Come okay. on now. You're down with the get down. So you're cool with Ty Jones coming in the building and, you know, doing all the TikTok dances and doing uh songs with, with Jaron Jackson Jr. and Brandon Clark. I love to tick and I love to talk. All right. Well, this is the talk. The, the tick in the top is ticking right now on the Grizzlies to make this decision. And I'll start with Kai Jones, and I'll let you get into this one a little bit because both are former first-round picks, 2021 NBA draft. I believe Kai Jones was 19th in that draft and whatnot. Sounds and, right. Yeah, he came out of Texas. Uh, he was, I mean, a high, high-ranked recruit, uh, extremely athletic guy. Remember, he was the first guy who blocked Wimby in the summer league. Uh, he kind of – no, not blocked Wimby. Excuse me. He dunked, I think it was, on Wimby. Uh, dunked on Wimbyama in the summer league or whatever the case may be. It kind of threw it in, but it was noteworthy. Uh, he's a big-time athlete. And when you think about developmental pieces for this spot, for one – this is why the center spot makes sense to me because you get that added depth in terms of, yeah, you don't want to play this guy a lot, but you get a guy just in case, you know, Xavier Tillman's in foul trouble and you're going against Anthony Davis or you're going against Vucevic. You have another body that you can throw out there and say, Hey, at least he's six foot 11. He's a string. He's a very good athlete. He has NBA experience. Uh, he's, he's a quality shot blocker. Uh, he's a good finisher around the rim in terms of his athleticism. Like he's a guy who could potentially be in a dunk contest. Like he is that type of athlete. Uh, that's why he makes sense to me. Usman Garuba, I believe he's playing right now in the Euro League over there. So uh, that would you probably have to pull him out of the Euro League. But I tell you what, Joe, uh, he has some talent too. He's talented. He's versatile. He's kind of like Xavier Tillman Senior in a way, right? In terms mm-hmm. of the way that he's able to move around and, and defend multiple positions. I think I'm with you on Kai Jones, believe it or not. I don't appreciate you thinking that I'm a big lame right off the jump there. (laughs) I think that I like the idea of it being a developmental piece because, again, as I alluded to earlier, and I'm sure people will yell at me in the comments, the the Mavericks game was fun, but that's not what the next 50 games are going to look like, at least not in my opinion. I don't see them making that storm of the gates of the play-in without John Morant. I just don't Mm -hmm. think it's possible. I'd love to be proven wrong. Don't get me wrong. It'll make these episodes of Lockdown Grizzlies more fun to do as opposed to getting beat by 30 by the Kings. But yeah. the reality of the situation is John Morant's really good and a struggle in point guard depth. The path to fixing that is a lot slimmer than it is to replace with a two-way big like a Kai Jones. And Kai Jones would be that developmental piece because you see his offensive game. You see the way that he's able to do things on both ends of the floor, but especially in terms of he kind of looks like Jaron Jackson Jr. to me at times, in terms of the way that he can do things offensively in particular. He looks like a guy who in isolation could have his skills developed. So I would rather invest it in that 
as a guy that could have a high upside, like Vince Williams Jr. has proven that he can become a rotation player in the NBA. I see that possibility with Jones more than I see it with Garuba, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes and sense. that's, I would like to invest this two way into a guy like that, mm-hmm. as opposed to maybe Garuba comes in and he's a little bit more of a consistent uh, yeah. contributor. But again, if they don't make a deal involving Steven Adams or Brandon Clark, once this front court, this front court is healthy, Xavier yeah. Tillman probably doesn't have minutes in it. He doesn't so have minutes. If, if X doesn't have minutes, Kai Jones certainly isn't. Neither is Garuba. So I would rather invest it in a guy that he plays now, goes back down to the hustle next year, and then you reevaluate once the Stephen Adams. So I got a question for you, please. Because here's the thing: if if we refresh the people on why exactly are we talking about Kai Jones signing a contract here mm-hmm. uh, when he was in Charlotte and he was released before the season, and it kind of shocked people in, in, in a little bit. From mm-hmm. a performance standpoint, because he, he was on up and up again, he played uh, in the summer league with Charlotte. He was former first round pick. Like uh, we know, the center position. Uh, Mark Williams has done great things down there for Charlotte, but it's he still was someone who you felt like had a future uh, there. Like the, the clock hadn't run out yet. Now he's released because of all these, I guess, off the court. Things you know, he he was making the waves on you know social media a lot uh, with his post, and it wasn't anything criminal or anything of that nature. Uh, I guess I don't know because I didn't agree with the decision to to release him. So I'll start there. Like I think if you feel like a player is being a distraction or whatever the case may be, and maybe they did this, we don't know what happened behind closed doors. You you, you sit him down, you give him a very hard warning. And you tell him, hey, you know, uh, and, and you try to get him help. You try to get him help. And that's how you kind of address those situations. In this case, if from the outside looking in, and I want to kind of reemphasize that, it kind of looked like they just gave up on him because, you know, it didn't come out of nowhere. Like for a while he was he was just kind of, uh, you know, uh, just your typical NBA player, come in, do his job. You didn't really see him, you know, making too many viral posts on social media. But all of a sudden he, he comes out with his songs you know, and, and whatnot, like he's making music and he's on, you know, social media basically saying he's the best player on the Hornets and things like that. And he's saying, oh, I can beat, you know, uh, you know, all these guys. He's I can beat Michael Jordan one on one. I can beat LeBron James one on one, like all these type of things. And it's catching the eyes of people in the wrong way. So my question to you, Joe, after saying all that is some people are going to hear the name Kai Jones and they're going to say eh, it's not worth it. He's going to be a distraction. How do you think the the Grizzlies would would, would, uh, approach that? Very easily, because obviously John Morant had similar issues, right? We don't have to go down that path again. Um, John Morant signed a max contract and is one of the 10 to 15 best players in the entire NBA. Kai Jones is going to be on a two-way contract that you could release him from fairly simply. So you do exactly what you just said. You sit him down. You say, you're talented, young man. And we want to invest in you and we have a track record. And that would be something that I would put in front of them of taking players like him and getting the most out of their talent. You could either take advantage of that or you could not be paid hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars to play this game. You know, the choice is yours. Right. And Jaron Jackson Jr. does music in the offseason. Like those things don't bother me. It sounds like it's a maturity thing. And the Grizzlies have had to strengthen their infrastructure 
when it comes to dealing with maturity in the last eight to 12 months. I think that they it's worth taking a swing. And again, it's easier if it goes sideways to just move on from this guy than it mm -hmm. would be, you know, a bigger name or a bigger star, a guy on a guaranteed contract, whatever the case might be. So that doesn't really scare me off. I would yeah. be okay with Kai Jones. But maybe our uh, listeners, our viewers, maybe they disagree. Let us know in the yeah. comments. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. DeMichael and I are on the same page. Kai Jones, that would be how he, we would use the two-way contract. What say you? Let us know in the comments below. And thank you for joining us on this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies. It is much appreciated. To Michael, it's good to always be with you. And we'll be back together again on our Friday edition of the show. I alluded to it a little bit a moment ago, the idea of some trades. Maybe if we want to get a little bit more aggressive and, and the Grizzlies want to take this window of time to address the future of the roster, uh, there should be opportunity. Maybe we can talk about that a little bit on Friday. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a Mark Smart update too. So Ooh, That's good. Yeah, that was gross. Poor guy. That was rough. It, it, it was, man. You, he's had so a rough great. season with his hands, right? Rough, rough hands. He's had a rough career with him. I mean, he yeah. was telling me about some of the hand injuries that he's had. How about at one point, I forgot exactly what it, what he said, but he had something stuck in his hand for Ugh. six years. That's six wild. years. And he, he finally got it out a couple years ago. Like he, because basically what led us to talk about that was he was telling me about the injury he had on his left hand. Right. And, and, and I think me and uh, Drew were talking to him about bizarre hand injuries. And he was like, ah, oh, this is nothing to compare to some of the hand injuries I've had in the past. So uh, he, one thing about his hand injuries don't really scare him off. He's, he's had a few. That's pretty crazy. So we'll talk about that and maybe some trade stuff on our Friday edition of Locked On Grizzlies. Make sure you're there with us. Make sure you're checking out Locked On Sports Today, 24-7 national sports streaming channel on YouTube, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Thank you so much. However you're checking us out on YouTube, podcasts, wherever you get a podcast, everywhere on YouTube, subscribe. We're getting closer and closer to that 3,000 number. Hopefully you'll help us get over the hump here in the next several weeks. We are appreciative of everybody that makes us an everydayer. You're checking us out. We've gotten some nice comments recently to Michael uh, on YouTube from folks talking about how we're a highlight of their day. That's really cool, right? Like to Michael obviously covers for the commercial appeal. I've been doing this for a while, you know, to interact with you guys and to hear you all say those things and to give us constructive criticism too. We want the show to be the best it can be for you, right? That's why we're here talking Grizzlies basketball, and we appreciate you guys doing so with us each and every day on Locked On Grizzlies. So until our Friday edition of the show, for DeMichael, I am Joe. Stay locked in. Make sure you're subscribing, liking, commenting, rating, reviewing, all those fun things. Shout out to Vince Williams Jr. VCU, stand up.